Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It seems in the middle of nowhere, just about anything can go down with little consequence. Welcome back to The Swamp, my friends, and welcome if you're new. Today, I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. Today's stories are going to be strange, creepy, and downright terrifying. So, strap in and get ready for these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. Be sure to hit that like button and subscribe if you're new. Before starting, I must give some background. I live in an area in Saskatchewan, on a reservation, with my best friend. I was visiting a friend until late 1.30am when we started to walk home. We had to walk to a T-road roughly 5 minutes from our friends. We both had to go in separate directions. His house was only 2 minutes away and mine was still another 20 minutes. He scored me a smoke for the walk and told me he'd see me tomorrow. As I walked home 5 minutes later, my best friend messaged me telling me he had just gotten home. Then he called me so I answered because I felt something was behind me. I told my friend immediately on the phone. He said not to run, so I didn't. Walking down the road, I heard a loud screech like some sort of person calling for help. It said my name, and my heart stopped because it sounded exactly like my late auntie who passed away a year before this incident. My friend yelled at me over the phone to run and not look behind me, but I didn't listen. So I looked behind me and saw a tall beast with antlers roughly 100 to 150 yards behind me. That head was the actual skull of a deer. It yelled at me, I see you, in a very dark, almost abnormal voice. And keep in mind, to get home, I still had a minimum of 10 minutes of running. So I turned and bolted as fast as I ever ran because I thought I was going to die. And luckily enough, I had my friend on the phone and screamed to him to call my grandfather to bring the truck and rifle to the bottom of the road. And as I was running, I felt as if this thing was three times faster than me. As I got closer, the screams of whatever was chasing me sounded more distant, but I was still too frightened to stop running. Still, as I got closer to him, I heard my dog, so I started calling out for him, and he came to me. At the same time, I collapsed and passed out, and maybe five hours later, I awoke in the ER, had a bandage over my shoulder, and asked why I was there. Hence, they showed me pictures of when I got brought in by my grandfather. I had a huge scar, almost like four claws, but too far apart to be a bear. My grandfather told me that my dog was bitten once and hurt almost like it was protecting me. At the same time, I was unconscious at the approach of my road. Ever since, my dog has never left my side. He even has a hard time when I go to school. But that is the story of my, what I believe to be, Wendigo encounter. You don't need to believe me. 
but ever since I have been way too afraid to be left alone without a friend and my dog. And if you want to know my dog's name, his name is Bear. He is a whole breed, Black German Shepherd. My name is Billy, and I live in Minnesota. Most of the state is a mix of urban and rural areas, but I stay close to the city. This story being one of the reasons. This story doesn't have any ghosts or ghouls, but it does have a genuinely terrifying experience that has stuck with me. I used to be a canvasser for a local broadcasting company. I would go with my team to different towns and ask for donations for the company. Some towns would be in suburban areas and others would take us far into the countryside. One day when we were out in the middle of nowhere, each sent on our respective routes, I came across a white painted house that immediately sent chills down my spine. The paint was chipping and hadn't been tended to in years. It wasn't nothing compared to the yard, though. Inside the tiny wire fence area, vines and weeds grate at least five feet tall. We were all instructed that if the gate wasn't locked, we could open it and go in. But standing at a stout five foot six meant the irritating plants would be smacking me in the face. Still, I'd rather be honest and say I went in and tried than lie and risk reprimanding. Thinking back, I should have just lied. I had to fight through weeds and sharp spines of plants that didn't want me there until I eventually reached the screen door. The outside windows of the patio were blocked with taped newspapers, blotting out any chance to look inside. My instinct was to run from this strange place, but I calmed my nerves and continued to go in anyways. I checked the handle to feel it was unlocked. As per my job description, I was allowed to open and enter the screen door. I wish I hadn't. I had to shove my body into the door to open it. The inside was a place of nightmares. There were piles of delivery boxes, some molding in the corners. I stepped over piles and piles of, I don't even know what to call them. There was mail here, squirrel carcasses there. There was feces and flies swarming its body. I had to look away to avoid screaming or vomiting. I got to the main door of the house and knocked twice. No answer. I hit again, a little firmer this time. I hope this person answers the door quickly so I can leave. Why I didn't immediately bolt at that sight was beyond me. At the third knock, I heard someone whispering through the door. I asked if the person could speak up, and the response was a woman screaming so loud it shook the patio. Get the hell out! She didn't need to repeat herself. I bolted out of the deck, through the weed-infested yard, and back to the car. I stayed there the entirety of my shift. I was let go from that job, but in hindsight, I think that was a blessing and a reminder of why I stay close to the cities. Although a harrowing adventure, I hope someone out there enjoyed my nightmare. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This happened last summer. 
This has been a bizarre and downright creepy encounter that has left me scratching my head for a long time now. I live in North Carolina. My father and I were at this park, a very short drive into the country, but it is very rural. I like saying that in North Carolina cities, you can drive 20 minutes in any direction and end up in the country. Anyways, this park is right along the Cape Fear River. My father and I have always been into finding more secluded trails and going off track. Not too far, of course, because it's more peaceful, and we also like to smoke weed and not be offensive to others or other people with kids. We like this park because it's nothing but woods with private trails. We had found this trail by accident, which was not as popular as the others. It is a little messier and below water level, so it floods out a lot, especially when it rains. But when it's dry, it's generally a gorgeous trail. There is an old bench, about a quarter of the way through, right on the river where we would stop and have smoke breaks. The trail curves around a huge ditch opening right past this bench. I always looked at this opening when we walked by because I could never figure out why it was there. The only option to me was that it was man-made. It appears that most, if not all, of the park used to be a landfill or a dump, so maybe this ditch was because of that. My best guess was that it was about 50 feet wide and around. I don't know, maybe 30 feet deep. We are leaving the bench heading towards the bend in the trail, and I kid you not, a puff of smoke shoots right out from behind a tree. There was even a smell to accompany it, like incense. But to me it smelled like a scented cigar. My father and I thought we would run into someone on the other side of the tree smoking, since we were there too. But when we rounded the tree, the ditch was right on the other side, and nobody was there. The tree was right on the edge. There's no way in hell someone could have been standing there, and we heard nothing. We weren't freaked out. We just thought it was weird and kind of cool at the time. It wasn't too strange to me until we came home that night. We regularly go to this park and trail, and I swear we walked that same patch and there was never a ditch there. I even remember us passing the bench and I expected to see the trench, but maybe we somehow went a different way. I didn't want to jump to conclusions, so I came back another day, just my dog and me. This time it was wet because it had been raining and I knew the beginning would be flooded, so I went from the other direction on the trail. I felt I was getting to where the ditch was about to be. You know, like that feeling your body has been somewhere close to an area before. I started to feel nervous and scared. It was a bright, beautiful day and the park was busy, but I absolutely could not take another step. So I turned around. We have been back since, but I have never seen the ditch again. Maybe we subconsciously avoided it, but I had wanted to see the tree again so badly. I could never stop thinking about this incident because my father and I both saw and smelled the smoke. I even tried to find the trees and see if any of them naturally did this, for some plants will shoot out pollen, but it looked like a puff of smoke to both of us. I also investigated lore or something supernatural, but all I could find was either demons or fairies. The smell wasn't bad at all, and we didn't get any initial lousy feelings. We also happened to be talking about God and spirituality at the time, so maybe it was an angel. I am honestly nervous to know what it could have been. I think about this incident almost every single day and would like to know if anyone here in the swamp has any ideas. I might try and go back again soon.
Hey Swamp Folk, have you heard about microdosing? Well, if not, just know that all sorts of people are microdosing daily to feel healthier and perform better. Our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Microdose Gummies deliver perfect, entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. In my opinion, they're great, they taste and feel amazing, and they make my day go by in a much better fashion. I've used them to help me get in the zone when doing creative work, and they help me wind down at night, chill out and sleep like a baby. All around, they're a 10 out of 10 for me. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code SWAMPED to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in the show description, but again, that's microdose.com and don't forget to use code SWAMPED. Greetings, Swamp Dweller. I've got a story that's not necessarily the most terrifying, but it's very concerning and worrisome and has got me feeling quite creeped out. So to begin, this happened back in 2015 in the mountains of North Carolina on the Blue Ridge Parkway. I can't remember the exact area we were at, but it occurred at one of the many outlooks along the parkway. At the time, my girlfriend and I took a road trip and decided to drive at night to avoid traffic and road construction delays. We made a few stops at the overlooks along the way. We had been going for quite some time and I decided that the last overlook we would stop at would be probably about two hours. Then we would continue. My vehicle at the time had a sunroof so looking at the stars was nice and we enjoyed it. Once we parked at this area and got settled, we gazed at the stars for quite some time, almost in a trance-like state, and we soon were both fast asleep. I then awoke, remembering I didn't lock the doors when something caught my peripherals. It was a shadowy tall figure that didn't look human at all. This shadowed figure reminded me of your typical gray alien, with dim glowing yellow eyes, almost like embers or hot coals from a fire. I rubbed my eyes thinking I was seeing things but I wasn't, and it seemed like it was growing taller. It's like I couldn't move fast enough to crank the engine and haul ass out of there, but I did just that, and as soon as I did so, my girlfriend shot wide awake, asking me what was going on. As we burned out of the parking space and fled, I could see the figure move into the middle of the road behind us. I ripped around a hairpin corner, no longer in sight of that thing, whatever it was. My girlfriend continued to ask me, and I told her I had seen something standing near the car and it did not look like a person. She tried calming me down, telling me to slow it down. But when I did slow down some, I noticed there were headlights from a different car approaching from the rear at a fast speed. I hadn't seen a single vehicle since sunset. The blinding headlights were now a few feet from my tail end, and they were easily about to ram into me. What is this asshole's problem? My girlfriend questioned. I said something along the lines of maybe that's the thing I saw, and maybe it was a person. I also mentioned we wouldn't get too far like this. Then, just like that, the headlights vanished. What the hell? I said as I glanced in the rear view, tapping my brakes to illuminate the silhouette of a work van with a single occupant. The headlights came back on, literally inches off my bumper. 
I made a beeline exit to get off the parkway and head back towards Asheville or Waynesville. I can't quite remember. But so did the tailgater. Panic was setting in because we knew this van was following us. I see an open gas station in the distance and floor it, pushing our vehicle to about 100 miles per hour. I slowed my approach and pulled into the gas station outside the front doors. The van continues down the road, passing us, making us both sigh in relief. I asked my girlfriend what color was the van. Did you get to see it? She nodded and said it was a military tan color with a very dark window tint. It looked like some sort of work van. As we were about to go into the store, the same van pulls into the station, parking at a distance. My girlfriend screams, yelling, let's get out of here. I back the car out quickly, lighting up the pavement again and blowing past the parked van, this time glancing at our pursuer. Have you ever seen that part in the Matrix where the agent begins to shift and morph? That is precisely what this person looked like. Again, I got the car up to speed, rolling a hot 100 miles per hour, trying to lose this, well, whatever this was. A solid minute or two passes and my girlfriend says the van is no longer back there, that our speed outran it. I think it's time to head home, sighing relief, and she agreed. On the route back home, there wasn't much traffic, but we traveled at least 130 miles. When I butt into the opposing traffic lanes, I see it all too familiar. When I butt into the opposing traffic lanes, I see an all too familiar van. And I mean the exact same one, getting quite unnerved and antsy at this point. My girlfriend said the same thing, telling me to stomp on it. I get off the highway and make a way for a police station. We make it to the station, park, and wait trying to collect ourselves from the crazy episode we just encountered. Across the street from the station were a car park. Across the street from the station was a car park and a strip mall. My girlfriend speaks up and points toward the strip mall, gasping and cursing. It's the same freaking van again. It's the same van from the parkway. And then two more identical vans pull up next to this one. We watched in horror as these tall, dark figures emerged from the backs of the vans and began crossing the street in our direction. I laid on the horn and began flashing my bright lights in front of the police station, getting the attention of the entire station, to which three officers came running out, yelling if we needed help. As I went to look back to where the figures were, there was nothing, just an empty parking lot, not a single van in sight. I don't know what we encountered that day, but it wasn't natural. First off, I'm sorry for my bad English as it's not my first language. This story is 100% real. Here is a little bit about me. I live with my mom, dad, and younger brother with our dog in a very rural area of Bavaria in Germany. When this happened, I was about 13 years old. We don't have any close neighbors. It was a very cold Saturday in December. I remember the day because my mother worked only on Saturdays. My brother, father, and I spent our afternoon watching movies. In fact, we watched one of the Narnia movies. It was close to 5pm at this point, and since it was winter, 
It was nearly getting dark outside. The room was only lit by the TV and our fireplace. At one point, my brother looked outside the window because it started to snow heavily. We all looked outside the window when all of a sudden my dog began to growl. He ran up and down the room, very alert. This was very unusual for him. My dad stood up and looked around, but he didn't see anything at all. After a few minutes, he began to calm down again. We returned to our movie, and everything seemed fine for a few more minutes. Then he started doing it all over again. I noticed my brother was staring out the window next to our back door. I asked him what he saw, and he shook his head. Then, all of a sudden, we saw an old lady approaching our back door. We were baffled because hardly anyone comes out here, especially not an old lady like her. She looked to be around 80 or 90 years old, wearing one of the most typically grandma aprons I have ever seen and a headscarf. Mind you, it was about negative 10 Celsius outside. She tapped on the back door glass and started to smile really weird. Meanwhile, my dog hid under the table, whimpering and growling. My brother came close to me and my dad walked to the back door and opened it a bit. In a confused tone, he asked what she was doing in our backyard. She smiled and looked directly at us, not even noticing my dad. She took a step forward to the door, shoving her foot into the crack of the door. My dad immediately shut the door close. She glared at him and then at us before starting to laugh maniacally. Then she just calmly walked away like nothing had ever happened. We looked at each other in confusion, not knowing what to say. My brother and I looked outside the window behind us. We couldn't see her. The only way in and out of our backyard was the small patch next to the house. From the window behind us, we must have seen her leaving, but she didn't pass by that window. My dad stepped outside and couldn't see her anywhere. Neither could he see any footprints in the snow. There was absolutely no way the tracks would have been covered by snow already since only a couple of minutes had passed between her leaving and my dad going outside. To this day, we don't know what we encountered. I don't know if this was anything paranormal or not. It may not seem so creepy to you, but to us kids, this was the most terrifying thing we have ever witnessed. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true middle-of-nowhere horror stories. As always, if you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this episode gets on YouTube, the more they promote it, and that's incredibly helpful to the swamp. If you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcast, please be sure to give us a 5-star rating over there as it helps us grow, and it's very much appreciated. If you have a story that you would like to share in a future episode, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I would love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. If you're on the go, but don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to download your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories no matter where you're going, 
You can download them absolutely free from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about anywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. If you would like to support The Swamp outside of that, come join me on Twitch. I stream over there multiple times a week. Currently, I'm playing a scary game called The Quarry. Come follow me so you don't miss a single episode. Don't forget to join me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for behind-the-scenes updates. And I'll see you all soon with another creepy episode. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply.